0: Lockdown, a security podcast from Red Hat, recorded at Cloud Security Expo 2016. Back again at Cloud Expo, I'm joined by an old friend. Uh, We last podcast together nearly three years ago in Amsterdam on the Cloud Evangelist podcast. Having decided in 2011 that there was a gap in the marketplace, a niche in the marketplace, a plucky little Swiss organization was founded to try and express some technical ability around segregation of data, around doing things properly, actually understanding what it meant to the common man, to the customer, as to how they would go and build secure clouds. Antoine, Exascale, and I'm joined by Matthew Ravel, who is your director of marketing. So you probably know more about marketing than I do, which is great. Antoine, say hi.
1: Yeah, hello, everybody.
0: Hey there, hi. So, ExoScale, you're five years old now.
1: Yeah, almost five years old and um, still a small team, Um, growing very actively since uh, one year now, Um, 14 people on the payroll. Wow. Yeah, just doubled uh, a few months back. And a new office in Berlin from uh, from last month. So that, those are the last latest news from, from us.
0: So do you think now that companies are starting to understand that there is no safety net, that you have to do it right?
1: No safety net. That's, yeah. you, at least you have to be transparent. You have to be um, clean on the way you do support, on where you host data, uh, on um, transparent terms and conditions Reversibility of data, who owns what? Uh, that's I think is what matters most, and what we've been doing the the past two years more and more educating our customers and and read the terms, see what's out there. When you compare, it's not only down to price and 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 performance and features, but those also matter.
0: Matthew, building technology around open source solutions always has its uh, challenges, doesn't
2: it? It does. Yeah. So often you have this situation where a vendor either adopts or creates an open source community and then builds a commercial solution on top. And and in fact, I think Red Hat are one of the few people who've done that successfully. And then there's lots of other vendors who basically pay lip service. And for me, it's interesting coming from the vendor side or the software vendor side to a company who's providing a service because we build everything on open source software and I kind of feel like that's that's almost more honest in some ways because we're making use of the stuff and then providing a service. So the value add that we add isn't the open core model of here's some extra code that's locked under a proprietary license, but it's the service that we provide. And yeah, and so having a community around it is also right. I- is very different as well because we have a, perhaps more of a traditional user community than an open source project would. Um, but it's, again, it's, it's that idea of, well, they're fans of, what we're doing and what we're doing is on open source so you can almost feel okay about cheerleading the company uh, you know it doesn't feel like commercial fanboyism.
0: But when you're building those platforms using open source technology you know are you using se Linux, Armor? I mean I'm not asking to get under the hood here but you know there is segregation involved, there is you know planned gel rooted environments within within your organization within the architecture
2: yeah, I mean I I'd let um Antoine talk more about the 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 deep stack um but what we're building on is things like uh, cloudstack cassandra mm-hmm. and you know mostly apache licensed stuff uh, right. as it happens. Um but you know the core of what we're doing are all of our kvm hypervisors run on ubuntu and then the the images on top of that are whatever people choose. But yeah, um I'll turn to Antoine for more details about the depth of the stack
0: still haven't converted you from cloud stack to open stack. i don't think i ever will but talk to me <laughs>
1: yeah that's true <laughs> I mean, we, just, we just need to be on top of the technology and cloud stack was the one we chose at the at that time i don't know if we can call it cloud stack now it's it's more of our stack um the, the way as ever we push back things to the community still um going back to your question on segregation yes we do a lot on um the low level stack on hypervisors, we enforce app how more we uh because we're running more um, ubuntu so it's it's this side of mm-hmm. <laughs> of security uh, uh for, for profiles and locking um, um execution context in, in for, for for those um we, we do and we want to do to go in direction where uh, we can provide true encryption um, for our customers when i say true encryption is would be ideally for us um cloud platform where we just can't read what's inside the the, the virtual machines uh, which no one has cracked yet because we always this issue of a chicken and egg, where um at some point we we as a provider will uh have the the key to to to, to decrypt the data so we're really looking into the next gen te- technology uh, how can we have a customer start a VM without us having the, this key at any moment? So that that will be um, the, the next evolution I see in the in mid-term future.
0: You mentioned you got the office in Berlin. Um, I mean, German and also the Swiss authorities are pretty hot on companies behaving in a manner where you know keys are properly managed, where there's proper ISO regulation around company operation. Do you find you get more business because you're in Switzerland and you're seen to be isolated, or?
1: Um, be, yes and no. <laughs> it's 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 a plus. I mean, it's a, it's a nice to have. We do have um, a, a very strong policy around um, data privacy. The the way we we do think the way um, our legislation in, is done. I mean, it's very unlikely that we'll have in Switzerland. Um, laws that will um, enable any um, government authority or agency to access the data without the customer knowing without proper warrant without proper uh, judge giving um, issuing a, a, a warrant yeah. for, for, for this so it's um, lawful access to your data without the customer knowing that it's not going to happen and in the way that Switzerland rules is it's uh, the laws um, being um, by the people and the culture—it's—it's it's not going to change over the the foreseeable f- future. Uh, Germany um, is for us one of the greatest places also where the, the law is actually very precise on what to do, what not to do, and actually how to enforce um, uh, at this almost the service provider level all those requirements um, on, on on data privacy. So we we should improve for, for the, uh, the the the. Um, toughest places to to operate in and to do this this business. So then we are compatible with anybody.
0: It's weird how Switzerland and Luxembourg have remained sort of immune to to warrant from outside of outside of countries within the EU or from the US. You, you don't seem to be affected at all.
1: No, but yeah, we, we're not. I mean, true to ourselves and and our internal. It's, it's we're being nu- neutral. Eh? It's just. That's why UN um, UN us uh, uh, Quarters in 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 Geneva. It's for all this reason. It's uh, It's in in the culture
0: Matthew I'll ask you a marketing question um, How do you try and get the message across to potential new business? How do you get that across to try and express? Why you're different?
2: I think for us the the only way to do it is bottom up, is to go in and, which I hate as a phrase, but it's it's the marketing phrase, but it's basically to go and talk to developers and explain to developers that we are credible technically and that we have something that is built for them. And obviously that's worked for other organizations, but for us in particular it's, it's very important because we are, you know, on, on our staff we have um, a Debian developer, we have Cloudstack and Cassandra committers, we have people who are a thoroughly open source developer culture people. And so everything we built is built with the developer in mind, and and sysadmins like as, as well. So when we when we take that into an organisation, for us it works better if, if someone's going in in a development team and firing up a, a few VMs in our in our cloud and, and then deploying something there, and then it kind of takes root. And then you know we want the CTO to be comfortable with that happening. Um, so we also do events like this Cloud Expo Europe, where we come and meet the people in suits and ties. suits, yeah. 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 Um, but it 's kind of like a, a pincer movement you know we we get developers on our side and they they enjoy using our product and then we also make sure yeah the suits feel happy about it
0: so that was the gospel according to Matthew, because essentially <laughs> you know you are you you are looking for disciples who then go and preach your story within it 's almost biblical
2: I, well yeah i mean it's it's it 's the good news clearly um yeah for us it's we we want people to enjoy using exascale so much that yeah they go and tell our
0: tell their colleagues and we'll give them a referral fee soon as well. Um, I don't mean just the, a, a referral fee or anything like that. I'm, I'm talking about once you've convinced a DevOps guy within an organization, he then spreads that message internally as to why it's the right solution. It's not just you know making a, an appointment with the CIO to go and tell them your story. You're actually going in there at the coalface where it's most difficult to make the sale.
2: Yeah, and we, we've seen this throughout the last 15 years or so where Open source went from, and Linux in particular, went from being this uh, almost prior movement to being the way that we do business now. Sure. And it, it came in through, yeah, through the, the, through the, the developers door. and yeah. through the back door, like yeah. you say. And because it, it solves problems in a way better than other things, it it, it spreads. Um, I mean, one particular executive, as we both know, once referred to it as a cancer, I think of it more in a viral form, but in a good viral form. You know, it, it spreads because of what it is.
0: He's taken his money and owns football teams now, but I I got an award from the Swiss government about four years ago, three or four years ago. I I grew up in Switzerland, so, I spend a lot of time working in Bern and Tune and Spiers and And over the years, more and more open source stuff that I've done, smooth goes out to the communities, Swiss schools and stuff. And they, they gave me this custom-made Swiss Army, knife like Victorinox, with my name on it in a blue one. I thought it was amazing, until the TSA confiscated it from me and took it off me at an airport. I was so upset, I could have cried. But it's one of those opportunities you've got where, working with the DevOps communities within these organizations, you can also get features pushed back in.
2: Yeah. Um, one thing that, that we value very much is, is people telling us what it is that they're, they're looking for from Exascale. Um, and so we, we maintain really good communication with, with, with our customers, but also more generally, you know, we, we go around and we, we go to meetups, we go to conferences and we and we use the product as well. So we, we know what's missing um, to an extent because we ask people but also we know what we wanna do next because we're using it ourselves and Mm. we know what we want from it. Um, So yeah, it's very much a two-way thing.
0: You touched on one thing and I'm gonna ask Antoine the question. Shows like this are great, but for small startup organizations, even four-year-old companies with revenue, it's still a lot of money to put down to attend events like this, both in downtime and also the cost of physically attending, putting a stand together. But there's a new well, I wouldn't say new but over the last three or four years we've seen the event bright and meetup dot com generation start to emerge I find I get more done often at those conf well not at those meetups over beer or sitting in a room than I ever do at conferences here because I'm able to get the message straight into the boiler room where I need it to be
1: exactly I mean, we totally agree we limit ourselves to one or two events like these a year it's it's really for showing them that the brand out and 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 to see to have it among our peers as as competitors of course um but the, the success really comes bottom up um meetups are, are are great we just never push it uh, thing it's 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 more about telling who we are what we do um talking with uh w- with developers in inside companies and and off we go that that's people's try two months later they convert they create an organization mm-hmm. much like the github, GitHub way, way, um, mm-hmm. because we the, the the product is simple enough that uh, you can use it on, on a standalone basis as a as a single developer, uh-huh. and it's easy to convert to a team and invite uh, other members and then to have a professional usage. So we play a lot on this uh, dual um, uh, system that you also find in meetups. You go as an individual, but for to bring back to your organization. Uh, as knowledge sure. when when you go to, to those events or when you share content to, to to those so that's really the same concept that we begin the product
0: I go to quite a few meetups and I often see about 60% of the same faces who go to these things but they're the people who are going to be the next directors who I'm going to be talking to you know these guys are going to be the next level You know, I might be working for them in 10 years time you never know um, and I, I often find as well that some of the stuff that they're looking at I've never seen before
1: yeah, the, the people that go to meetups are the one that uh, that are they are looking outside. They're they're, they're entrepreneurs in their organization because they 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 are taking the risk of sharing of uh, um, um gaining more knowledge. So that's that's really the, the, those kind of people that we look after.
0: Antoine Matthew, thank you so much for taking the time. Nice to do another podcast. Great number two. I like repeat business. It's great. Yeah, thanks very much. Subscribe with iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast client now for more shows in our back catalog.